for all things land development, planning and property. This is Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. To find out how Ian can help you, visit propertyonfire.co.uk. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's episode of Property on Fire. So what do we have coming up on today's episode? Well, to be honest, we only have one main topic and that is the budget. Um, I'm currently recording this on Wednesday the 3rd of March and Rishi Sunak has just sat down following his speech in the House of Commons. So I thought that rather than produce this episode on a Tuesday, I would delay it by 24 hours or so and actually bring you my thoughts about what he said and how it may impact those of you who are in property. So without further ado, let's get started. But before we do, please do like, review and subscribe to this podcast and come with me on this property journey. Right, before I dive into the budget and what Rishi Sunak said and how my own personal feeling as to how it may impact upon development and property and everything else going forward, I would give you a quick update from one of my sites. Now, as I said at the start, I'm actually recording this uh, Wednesday afternoon, uh, 3rd of March. And this morning, um, I have had a rather busy morning, to be honest. Um, As some of you are aware, every morning from 7 till 9, I co-host a coffee meet uh, on Clubhouse. And that is a very popular room. And we often have a couple of hundred people in that room asking questions. So that is really good. And I thoroughly enjoy the hours that I actually spend on Clubhouse at the moment. Following that, I actually had to do a keynote speech uh, for a couple of people in London. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. And that was for um, one of the London auction houses. Now, I think that will be out on YouTube and other media, and you'll be able to pick that up and listen to what I said then. However, that wasn't all. I then had a planning committee meeting to attend. And this planning committee meeting was in relationship to our South Devon site in Totnes. And we have had a planning application in with the local authority for two additional floors. Uh, This has probably been ongoing for, I think, probably about 18 months or so. Um, so quite a long time and we actually had to split the original application in order to get 50% of the application through and at that time last year we got permission to replace the pitch roof with one additional floor to be able to create four duplex two-bed flats and as I said we actually got that permission um, in the summer uh, or autumn of last year which was great however that then meant we had to then put in a second planning application to put two additional floors on the other wing this went in and took its time to be honest but um eventually we had the officer's recommendation for it to be approved however as often happens in these situations Uh, local councillors reserved their rights 
to actually call it into committee. Now, to be honest, I'm actually quite surprised they didn't call the first one in, but there we go, they uh, didn't. Um, so this one was called into committee, and that actually happened this morning. Now, I decided that I was actually going to speak for the application. We did not have anybody speaking against, um, which was good, apart from the old councillor. However, I can reveal to those who are listening to this podcast that we won. We actually won that application, which has now given us the ability to create two additional floors on one of our wings. And this will give us five two-bed, very nice duplex flats with balconies. So I'm really, really delighted. Um, And, you know, I will always share with you when you listen to my podcast, I will share the good, bad and the ugly. But on this occasion, it's good. My wife actually said I went downstairs and I was quite red. Or when she came up to my office, she was quite, I was quite red. Um, because of the stress of actually um, what I was hearing. And the fact that you can't actually respond to some of the comments that are actually being made. And you're thinking, no, 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 this is wrong. It's not true. It's not right. Um, but you just have to accept it um, and you just have to wait and listen. Uh, but they have the perfect right. Uh, councillors are there to uh, represent uh, you and I uh, living in your con- constituency, wherever you might live. And they represent you and have every right to object to all applications Um but they can only object on certain grounds. And I think that's always important, um, especially when you have permitted development rights, as we had on this site. It's always controversial um, because the government has laid out quite clearly within the general permitted development order as to what is possible and what isn't possible. And um, although this was a full planning application, it was a full planning application Um, surrounding a permitted development um, recycling of a an old building um, that was to be quite honest was in rack and ruin and had been abandoned by the county council for a number of years so we now have people about to move into the site and we are absolutely delighted that they are going to do that so we can now crack on with the next phase of development of this site So, on with the budget. And yes, I think that there were a few surprises. Yes, it was a very leaked budget. Um, We had a fair idea upon what was going to be said beforehand. However, the information is often in the detail that uh, actually gets announced by the Chancellor when he actually stands up and speaks to the rather packed Um, House of Commons. Um, So yes, so I'm just going to have a look at the main highlights and how I feel that it may well benefit um, anybody who is actually involved in property. So now some of the headlines that uh, Rishi actually announced were the furlough scheme and we had already had this leaked And that is going to be extended until September. So I think that is a positive. Now, corporation tax, however, corporation tax, that is going to rise to 25% uh, within 2023. However, 
smaller firms are going to benefit from a lower rate. Now, this will be a benefit to many uh, within the property sphere. Uh, so any companies uh, that are involved in property which have profits of under £50,000 will still enjoy the lower 19% corporation tax rate. Um, the government has actually said that only 10% of companies are actually going to pay the higher rate from 2023. So I think that is a positive thing for anybody that has potentially incorporated uh, any buy-to-lets uh, as a company. Um, so yes, so £50,000 will be at the lower rate of 19%. So so that is uh, one good of news. Now, as you are aware, I'm also, um, apart from being interested in planning, I'm also a developer. And on housing, I think this is uh, very important and it is something which um, I know that the buyers of my houses and my apartments will want to take advantage of. And this is the mortgage guarantee scheme that is essentially going to help buyers uh, get on the housing ladder with just a 5% deposit. Now, this uh, 5% deposit is going to be initially offered by Lloyd's, NatWest, Santander and HSBC. Um, so I think this is something that is going to be positive uh, for first-time buyers. Um, we still have the, um, the revised help to buy as well. Um, for first-time buyers only, which takes effect from the 1st of April. So we will have that in place as well. And I know that from the buyers of our uh, apartments down in South Devon, um, the helped buyer has been very popular uh, for first-time buyers. And I think that this will give additional um, power to those who are coming in and buying their first apartments first houses whatever they may be um, and having the five percent I think will be certainly beneficial because we have lost uh, the previous 95 percent mortgages that used to exist uh, pre-COVID-19 so I think this is a positive uh, step forward for development and for flats and house houses by developers um, for first-time buyers. Rishi also announced that the stamp duty holiday is going to be extended. Um, that's going to be extended to the end of June um, at 500,000. And then the um, the actual stamp duty rate, it will be raised to, uh, it will be reduced to 250,000, uh, which is double the normal uh, exempt rate uh, until September and then from the 1st of October, it will go back to the normal rate. Um, so it does mean that we still have a, a few more months um, of the stamp duty holiday. So I think, again, this is going to uh, help a lot of transactions going forward. Um, and don't forget, stamp duty is in uh, levels. So even if you are buying a house until September of say I don't know 260,000 270,000 um, between June and September um, the amount of stamp duty will actually be reduced substantially and you will only pay the slightly higher rate 
um, on the amount above 250,000. Now, one thing that Rishi did announce today also was a what's been termed as a restart grant scheme. Um, and this will provide assistance for businesses in the form of five billion pounds worth of handouts. Um, now this is going to range from 6,000 to 18,000 for affected businesses as far as grants are concerned. And then we will have new state-backed recovery loans and these are going to go from 25,000 up to 10 million pounds. Initially, these grants uh, are going to be aimed at the hospitality sector uh, and retail. And obviously, within the hospitality sector, then, of course, we are looking at service accommodation. So if you actually run service accommodation, first of all, grants have already been available to you. Um, going forward and I actually covered this on a recent uh, podcast episode Um, so feel free to listen back uh, for that and I actually said as to how one can actually claim those grants. Now going forward um, things like gyms and stuff like this um, and, and service accommodation they will be able to claim additional grants as well. So I think this is something that you need to actually make sure that you are in a position to be able to claim this. Um, And any additional grants will be made available via the local authorities going forward. Um, And more will come out about this in the coming days. One thing that I will certainly be looking at myself Um, to see whether or not we can qualify in any way is the recovery loan scheme and as I said a short while ago um, this is for loans of up to 10 million pounds per business um, once the existing COVID-19 bounce back and everything else closes. This actually will allow for including growth and investment So we will need to see the the fine details about this to actually see whether or not um, we can actually use this within property. Now, within this recovery loan scheme, the government is guaranteeing 80% of the finance to the lender to ensure that the lender has full confidence um, in the ability to lend to the business. This scheme is going to launch on the 6th of April and it will continue through until the end of the year. And again, that is subject to review and it may well get increased again and further extended, as we've often seen several times over the past months um, with with previous schemes that have been extended um, multiple times. Now, at the moment, we do not know who these loans will be actually be through, but the government will actually release Uh, details of accredited lenders in due course but the loans and overdrafts they are going to be between 25,000 and 10 million pounds per business and repayment of that will be between three and six year period so as I said we'll have to see uh, the finer detail as to whether or not uh, we can take advantage of that um, within property Um, So watch this space. Right, now you may well be aware that um, the VAT rate uh, for hospitality and tourism 
um, has been reduced and the Chancellor today um, announced that this is actually going to be extended uh, for a further six months until the end of September. So this is for hospitality and tourism. So if you are in the um, sector and you charge VAT on service accommodation or anything like that, you will only now need to charge 5% VAT. I think this is obviously beneficial for larger hotels and stuff like this. Um, but equally so, I think it's something that will actually mean that um, anybody having a holiday uh, within the UK um, over the next six months, um, it will actually reduce the cost of your holidays and your staycations or whatever we might like to call them this year um, going forward as well. So, yeah, I think this is quite a a positive thing uh, to actually go forward. Quite a few people uh, within the property sector are not uh, corporations. Uh, they may not even be um, a limited company. Um, so now um, the Chancellor has actually said that the support for self-employed people will be extended. This will also apply to anyone that is self-employed that has become self-employed in the 2019 to 2020 period. Uh, previously, they would have been excluded from the self-employed support. Well, good news is that uh, that if you fall within that brackets, um, you will actually now receive assistance of up to £2,500 per month. Now, Rishi did also state that the personal income tax thresholds, that is going to be frozen. Um, so that will remain at 12570 for basic rate and 5270 for the higher rate. And that will actually now be frozen until 2026. So obviously, um, you know, whilst those brackets are not increased, um, then we, we may well see an increased tax that is actually paid over that time due to inflation. So that is possibly not so good for uh, people within property. But at least he's not actually increasing alcohol or fuel duty this year. And I did actually read one report uh, that actually said that due to lockdown, the amount of revenue earned um, by the Treasury from alcohol purchases has increased rather a lot. And uh, yes, I can fully understand why that has happened and probably why they aren't actually increasing the duty on alcohol or fuel. Um, and of course, we're not actually seeing any increase to national insurance um, or, or VAT and the VAT will actually be reduced for another six months, as I've said earlier. One thing that uh, will be increased for people is anybody that is on universal credit, um, they are going to get a £20 a week increase uh, for a further six months. Um, so that may will benefit them. Um, but I believe if you are on um, child tax credit, um, then you will get a £500 one-off payment uh, for that as well. It's not all good. And um, one group of people who I know it has been affected um, with the lack of uh, support uh, from the government, and unfortunately, this budget did not actually help them at all. 
and that is company directors. So company directors who do not qualify for the self-employed income support scheme um, and that may actually affect some freelancers as well even though they do not have any employees. Um, unfortunately they have not um, still not been uh, received any sort of help uh, from this uh, as far as COVID is concerned. So uh, that to be honest is a little bit of a disappointment the fact that uh, the government has again chosen to uh, to ignore those people. I do know that uh, some of the talk um, was about the capital gains tax before the budget, and the good news there is the fact that um, you know Rishi did not um, announce any predicted hike uh, within capital gains tax. Um, so at least that is one good bit of news. Um, so the twenty uh, percent rate. Uh, will actually remain as a 20% rate and he did not increase that to be more in line with income tax rates. So therefore there was nothing in today's budget that stops uh, people from using inheritance tax mitigation methods as we might actually know it. Um, so you can still make large tax-free gifts uh, or perhaps transfer assets into trusts um, and perhaps opt to pay them at a lower rate of capital gains tax on any gains that you may get through that, those methods. Um, but as with anything, yeah, take proper financial advice in this. I'm certainly not an expert on capital gains tax, and I'm only going upon the knowledge that I actually have as far as capital gains tax is concerned. Now, of course, that does not mean that with the inheritance tax was also frozen um, that does not mean to say this will not happen in future budgets but at least for now um, we have seen no change um, and I think we'll have to wait until the next budget at the very least uh, before we see any alterations to this so I think it's a case of watch this space and see what happens. Just to recap on today's budget um, as is always I think with every budget, there will always be winners and losers. Um, and as far as property is concerned, or as far as business is concerned, um, certainly the winners are, you know, the furloughed workers. I mean, certainly we are seeing an extension of that, um, which will take um, pay, the government will pay the 80% of their wages uh, until at least the end of September. Whether we'll see another extension, hey, who, who knows? Many more self-employed will be able to gain support via a fourth round of grants. Um, so this will be worth up to £7,500. Um, so, you know, especially if you are recently self-employed, you'll be able to take advantage of this. Um, and of course, home movers. Um, you know, anyone moving home, the stamp duty, I think that that being extended to the end of June will be good um, with any transactions currently in the pipeline. And I believe this will mean a tax saving of up to £15,000 on properties worth up to 500000 Now, the threshold will then lower to 250000 until the end of September. Um, and then from the 1st of October, it will go back to the original levels of stamp duty and for first-time buyers 
we now see the new scheme that will offer 95% mortgages uh, thanks to government guarantees. Um, the phrase I think they're banding around now is generation rent into generation buy. Um, so we'll have to see as to whether that actually materialises and perhaps whether we'll actually see 95% um, mortgages coming back uh, for other people as well. So I think time will tell as to how the markets do actually react. Other winners, uh, potentially in a big way, um, are business owners um, with the Restart Grant Scheme. So this is going to hand out grants from between 6,000 and 18,000 uh, for affected businesses. Um, so £5 billion has been allocated for this. In addition, we have the new state-backed recovery loans uh, between 25000 and £10 million. And of course, the 5% VAT has been extended uh, for uh, hospitality and such like. And that is going to actually be extended until the end of June. So that's another six months uh, period for the 5% VAT. But certainly these smaller grants will certainly be beneficial, I think, uh, for anyone in the service accommodation uh, field. And if the stress of all this has got too much for you, then I suppose the good news that um, you're not going to have to pay any more in tax for your bottle of scotch or whiskey or beers or whatever that might be. Um, that will be one good thing, I guess. And of course, um, you're not going to pay any more in fuel duty um, driving around visiting your sites. So I guess that is a, a benefit that a lot of property people can actually benefit from. But as I said earlier, yes, there will be a few um, disadvantages. Um, but, um, you know, with tax allowances and stuff like that, stay the same. But overall, I don't think it's so bad, apart from perhaps company directors still being ignored uh, by the government um, as far as um, grants and allowances are concerned. So I think that, that they've made a mistake on that thing because I think they've assumed that um, those businesses are covered elsewhere. Well, not all companies are covered, especially in the property sphere. So I think that has been a mistake. Um, but, you know, it's taken advantage of the various opportunities that we do see um, going forward. Uh, throughout the rest of 2021. So I do hope that has been of use to everybody who is listening today. Um, as usual, if you think I'm wrong, if you think the budget was diabolical, if you think it was uh, has left you shortchanged, let me know. Uh, you're welcome to join me on Clubhouse uh, whenever I'm on Clubhouse to rant and rave at me. Or you can send me a, uh, a message via the uh, Property on Fire website or you can send me emails in at propertyonfire.co.uk or tweet me at Property on Fire. I don't mind how you get hold of me. I always say uh, this and I tell you what, it's really nice. I get an awful lot of really, really, really good comments upon how you actually enjoy uh, Property on Fire. So it's a little bit different today. Um, 
because to be honest, I'm a little bit relieved having got the planning permission through um, about an hour or so ago. Um, so I'm, you know, yeah, I'm quite relaxed and I will have a whiskey or two tonight. And I'm glad that when I actually have to replace that bottle, um, I will not pay any additional tax on that uh, bottle of whiskey that I go and buy. So um, I wish you a pleasant week. Next week's episode will be back to its normal slot on a Tuesday morning. So in the meantime, as I always say, if I can help you in your property journey during 2021, then please do get in touch. And I look forward to seeing you on social media. In the meantime, keep safe and we'll chat again next Tuesday. Please have a wonderful week. Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. Please use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe to the show. And if you'd like a question answered on a future episode, email ian at propertyonfire.co.uk.